Here's a not very happy thought. How would you feel if one day you found out you had cancer? Now, before you think, oh, I don't want to think about that on Sunday night, the odds are, unfortunately, that, that some of us who are listening will have that moment one day. So how do you deal with it? Well, Colin James is one of Australia's best uh, professional facilitators and speakers and recently had that news. G'day, Col. Hi, James. How are you going? Very good. Thank you very much for, for coming in. And, and I, I know they say in stories you should draw out the tension, but I don't think we will here. The, the news, before we go back to what happened, the news for you is predominantly good, yes? Well, since I left hospital, which was only 10 days ago, um, I was uh, waiting, as you can imagine, for the biopsy that they take whilst you're having the operation. Mm. And you're just wondering, are, are they going to give you the news that it's now on the lymph or it's now on the bones? And I got the 100% clear. So. Wow. Uh, the Can, have you ever had a feeling like that before? The, the you know, the relief or whatever it was. Well, I, I didn't really have a reference in my life to, yeah. to to know what it was like. I mean, when I got the news, as, uh, as so many people do, of course, is that the one the words you never want to hear from your doctor is, "Look, unfortunately, the results have come back, and you've tested positive, and you have cancer." Because, uh, you know, you see it in movies and you hear about it, of course, but you ever, when it happens to you, it's one of those moments that everyone has when something unexpected mm. or you never think is going to be you know, exclusively linked to you and it happens. And uh, it's, a, it's an intriguing and interesting process to go through, I can tell you. Intriguing and interesting, <laughs> yeah. So where, when was it that you first found, found out the news? I was walking down Collins Street in Melbourne uh, at the end of a, a work day and yeah. uh, I saw the message on my phone from my, from my urologist and uh, I called him and I, you know, I got the news and I'm walking there you know, with the, the phone to my ear and uh, my, my very first thought is I'm not sure how to react. Yeah, you know, because do I get angry? Do I do I do I go into despair? Do I go? Oh well, uh, just as a matter of fact, it's cancer now. What what's the next steps? Which is more or less what I did, because I think a part of my brain was thinking, you know, is this really happening? Yes. Uh, and then of course your brain forecasts what could possibly go wrong if you have to go into chemo and uh, or radiation therapy or you know what, what, you know what happens with your life as a result of this. Um, and, uh, you know, because we all have a, some sort of progressive path that we imagine ourselves walking down, but suddenly it just turns sharp left and you think, now what? And uh, that was the experience. You, you could probably empathise with Walter White in Breaking Bad who when he gets his news in episode one of that show says to his doctor, you know, you've got some sauce on your tie. Do you, I mean, you kind of understand that. You, you don't want to process it so you think about something else. Yes, exactly. You know, you just you, f you find your brain wanting to distract to other yeah. things and... Uh, but over the next day or two, what happened? Well, it, over the next few hours, uh, I started to contemplate. And then, of course, these days, what does everyone do? I mean, you just dive onto Google and start, you know, you know typing yes. away, searching yes. for... So, so what happens? And I bet that helps. <laughs> Well, when the guy said to me, well, we're going to have to remove your prostate, there's just no other option. Uh, and so I thought, well, what, is, what does prostate removal really mean? And then you start looking at the consequences and they, they're pretty dire. Uh, it's, a, it, it does, it's a lifestyle change of some significance, to say the least. Mm. And, uh, and I'm young, you know, I'm, a, I'm only 56. You are. So, uh, you know, when you start reading that, it's normally people over 70 and, uh, and, uh, or, you know, sometimes in their, in their 60s. You know, you, being my age, is, is pretty young to get it. Uh, but it, it does radically alter alter life, uh, so you've got to just make the adjustments that uh, that go go with that. But it's better than being dead. <laughs> Definitely better than. And, and I guess that's a really interesting thing because we've spoken to another uh, person living with cancer on the program, and and what he seemed to say is, if you compare it with life beforehand, it's pretty bad. If you compare, if you start to compare it with being dead, all of a sudden things are pretty good. Mm. And there's something in that, I think. 
I, I think mortality, whenever it hits in whatever form it does, is is definitely one of those moments of existential wake up. You know, you just yeah. go, life is temporary. It's fairly arbitrary and fairly capricious. So you never know. Uh, and you know, I was, I was speaking to um, uh, one of the one of the, uh, the the nurses in the in the hospital, which was they were very good at St Vincent's, and, and they were saying, you know, every day. Is is a mortality day because yeah. you just don't know when you step out your your front door what could and can happen, mm. and that notion of like, living the moment and appreciating the experience of the of every breath, that, that, those sorts of things do, do do crawl into consciousness, and and I just I know that I have a. a a more measured way of trying to experience life and a more conscious way of interacting with people. It's, it's one of those cliches and yet it's so true. And, uh, and I always want, you know, does it take a cancer wake-up call mm. to, to get you there or can you, just, can you do it by listening to others who have been there and done that? And so hopefully, you know, to have a conversation like this with you does, uh, does spark that thought in some. So after that, the news and then we move on to treatment and mm. – and, and it would sort of, rather than it being a long drawn out process of chemotherapy for you, there was an operation. Is that is that right? Yes. So they they removed removed the prostate completely. And how long after was that after the news? After uh, you found it was out, a, it was a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing, the, the prostate cancers have their own various identities, and, and some are more aggressive than others. And particularly in younger men, um, I love to say that I'm a younger You're man with young. my age. And uh, but I, you know, I had a very aggressive form, and it was already outside of the prostate, which meant it could have gone into the lymphs, it could have gone into the bowel, it could have gone into into my bones. And so, I just take one step back. Did you find out through just a standard checkup you should get this? You're in your fifties. Yeah. So the, the classic the classic progression of it is you get this PSA test, and uh, a PSA is a prostate specific antigen. Yeah, but that wasn't because you were feeling bad. No, nope, it's just those. You should have one of these. Everyone should have one of those if you. If you're over 50 once a year, it's, mm. the, it's the blood test. And if uh, it comes back with a, a concern, they do the digital probe thing that everyone laughs about. Uh, and then if they still think it, if they think it's something important, straight into a biopsy. Yeah. And okay. For- so, so then a few weeks until the operation. Mm. And the operation is a kind of binary. Either you'll come out and everything will be better or you'll come out and things won't be better. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, I mean the prostate's a, a very badly placed um, organ. It's because <laughs> yes. it surrounds the urethra, so they have to redesign your waterworks. Yeah, uh, it also happens to be where all the nerves that p- provide you with um, erectile function are also located. Right. So that's gone. That's gone. So that you know that changes the game. And uh, you know the, you know we don't want to really sort of you know delve into the realities of it, but you know you 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 have to redesign or rethink how you use your urinary system. Yeah. And then of course you don't if you don't have any um, nerve endings left, which I didn't, then that's that changes that whole experience of life. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a it's radical. So without dwelling on this, but you no longer have uh, erectile function. Correct. So that takes a bit of get. I mean, relief. Cancer's gone, <laughs> yes. but then you sort of have to get to grips with that, and that could, for some people, go to the very heart of who they are and their masculinity and all that stuff. Yes, yeah, so I, was, I was listening to Rachel Kahn driving over on the on on the the spirit of things, and I thought, well, maybe I could become a Buddhist monk. I've got, it'll be yeah. much much easier now. <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe I could join the church. It's uh, you know, but it, but you know, it's you know, I laugh at it, but of course, that's going to be something I have to face into. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, I have a. A wonderfully understanding and supportive wife, and uh, Erica is, you know, is, is part of this. And one thing with prostate cancer, people who are in relationships, it's you know that all has to be discussed, negotiated, mm. um, explored because it does it does certainly change things. And, and going into the operation, was that an inevitable consequence of it, or was that well that this might happen? Uh, it, it's 
The surgeon was very direct, I have to say. He mm. was saying, look, you know, what we can do is something called nerve sparing, but the likelihood of not getting all the cancers is, is much uh, increased. Right. Uh, and, you know, you, you know, a lot of uh, surgeons promise nerve sparing and then afterwards they say, look, well, we couldn't really, uh, as if it's some way of pacifying the patient. Yes, I see. And, and he said, look, you know, with the, with the level that you've got, I mean, we don't want to mess around. And, and I took his counsel and... Mm. So, uh, you know, at least it's 100% clear, uh, yeah. at least for the next five years or so. Are they able to tell you as soon as you wake up from the operation the results? No. And that's that, that was the disconcerting experience was, you, you know, you're waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, and it was four, five, because I, I had an operation on Thursday. It was uh, later in the, the next week right. where I finally got the uh, got the news. And, and that's on the phone, or do you go in? No, he 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 called me. Uh, yeah. As soon as he got it, he called. And uh, yeah, so 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 that's that's the reality. But the but the, tell, just tell me about your reaction when you found out the good news. Uh, I think because I had got my mind into the state of expecting. Well, let's think the worst. Yes because of the progression of everything that I'd experienced. And I was really quite accepting of that. I thought, oh, well, you know, there's radiation, there's chemo. Um, I've never been bald. So I thought, you know, there, 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 there's always an upside. Uh, you know, there's a, a whole new lifestyle to go for. Yeah, that's but, right. But as you I could come to the meetings, the clubs. <laughs> right. There's in the clubs. Club. I can wear a bandana. It can be kind of, it'll be, I'll be in the cool club. Yeah. But I heard the words 100% clear and it was a profound sense of exalt you know of exultant relief it's like yeah. you know it's like all the wind out of your sails type experience like yeah. oh thank you where were you i was still in hospital yeah right so it was on i was in fact hours away from being discharged wow. so it was yeah it was great it was uh, it was good to get that news as you can appreciate yeah, yeah yeah and now i mean you're here in studio this is only you know very recently isn't correct, it correct yeah and so you're here in studio i was saying you sure you want to come in but you're mobile and 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 yes well these days i think is the is the practice is to get people up and about as quickly as possible um uh, when you got a catheter uh, which i had for um 10 days that's that, that's a limiting experience yeah uh and you know, got drains and all the other tubes that go in and out of the body. But you, you start to realise that you are a hydraulic physical machine, which is just filled with fluids, and you just got to start, you know, working working the system. And uh, <laughs> that, that whole notion of of me and my body as being two different things. And you know, you got to look after the, the vehicle. It's it's the thing that's going to transport me around, hopefully for another few decades. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just it just becomes kind of interesting uh, to see how it works. And of course, nurses they so. Um, they're so focused on on uh, task that you do realise you're just a lump of um, you know tissues and, <laughs> and yeah, right. organs and stuff. Uh, and you know, I wasn't suffering from terminal uniqueness and all of this. So, you know, <laughs> the, 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 it's a, it's you know, prostate cancer is the most common cancer for men. You know, thirty percent of cancers amongst men are uh, are prostate, and um, it's it's very prevalent. And so, so do you think, go, having gone through this experience of coming face to face with the possibility you might have a a terminal illness, you mm. didn't, but coming face to face with that possibility, that the changes you feel now about appreciating life, they are sort of a great sense of relief and, wow, I nearly got run over by a car but it missed and for the next hour I feel like, isn't life great? And then you'll sort of sink back to normalcy or do you think there will be really uh, lasting changes that you'll make to your life? I think I think lasting changes will be the way to go. Mm. And it's a, There's a number of factors that kick in and uh, I think one of them is almost, a, it seems strange to say this at my age, but there's an, a maturity that occurs a maturation of, of the realisation that death is part of the deal 
And, and so yeah. that so that the notion of you know how I, I went into a meeting the other day, and you know we we're obviously having this corporate meeting and discussing you know, revenue and stuff, and and part of me I just went. Oh, Oh, it's just a game, you know. Lighten up, yeah. lighten up, people. You know, we're all making this up as we go along. Uh, you know, we're all desperately pretending that we know what we're doing. But you know what? It's just, it's just part of the the roles and rituals that we play out. And and as soon as I, I was lapsed into that sort of state, I could feel that people around me also sort of relaxed a little. Yeah, uh, we just got into being authentic and and having a conversation, even though it was you know the classic corporate stuff. But it, it it does have a, a pervasive effect on those around you, and that you've. You have a different. I don't want to get too esoteric about it, but there's a, a sort of energetic shift of just you know being, being. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, nice. yeah. It is good. Well, look, thank you so much for coming in and being so open about it, and uh, good luck with the adjustments. Thanks, James. Um, it was lovely to speak to you, Colin James, who uh, has just recovered from uh, prostate cancer, had the operation, got the all clear. Fantastic news.